Alpha, you know what I need. Teenagers with attitude. That's correct, Alpha. Teenagers with The show where a bunch of grown adults uh, sit around and talk about teenagers in tightly colored clothing fighting monsters or a small robot child trying to make a snuff film, which is what this one is. Uh, <laughs> and, and I'm Zach, and joining me this week, we've got Luke. Yep. We, we've got <laughs> Emily. Hey. We've got Lexi. Uh, so I don't know if I ever made a snuff film as a small child, but I did participate in a homemade jackass video. I'm glad you didn't make a snuff film as a small child. Lexi. The thing about a homemade <laughs> jackass video is that it could easily become a snuff film if you fuck yeah. it up. So. Yeah, it was, a, it was not a good decision to be involved with that or for anyone who made it to have done so. I mean, that... That show is really fun and also certainly killed people. Like, there's no question that it didn't happen, at least No, Zach, once. they said don't try this at home. Yeah, that that's how that works. And we've got Mike. Hey, folks. We spend a lot of time on this podcast talking about witchcraft and sorcery, but this week it's time for the magic of the movies. <laughs> God, I love you, Michael. Okay, great. Good. <laughs> I love you, uh, too. So, Luke, you yeah. haven't been on in a while. How's how's things going? Uh, I've been okay. Okay, you got, a, you got a Luke update for us? Any kind of things you want to talk about that have happened in your life before we Z- get Luke, into the Luke, show? Luke don't, take the, Luke, don't take the bait. He's just trying to create I... a thin pretense to talk about himself. Oh, <laughs> Eric, Wait, Eric, no. uh, take take the Simone update music and add a bunch of like Dragon Ball Z punching sound effects to it, please, for the Luke update. <laughs> the Luke update. See, I, I don't. Was, have... I was gonna say like add like helicopters and like sounds of crushing buildings from the giant woman who's there. In the... I, right? I, I mean... really <laughs> just haven't talked to Luke what? lately and wanted yeah. to know like how he's doing. So I, this is some unwarranted hostility towards me, and I don't appreciate no, it. It's hostility <laughs> towards you. Yes, is it truly unwarranted? <laughs> <laughs> okay, anyway, fine. I'm, Luke, I'm, how's how's it going, buddy? I'm good. Okay, good. Can you talk about Luke? <laughs> no, not really. 
Okay, fine. That's acceptable. Well, you got you got accepted. I mean, in fairness, uh, if you really want to know how Luke's doing, you can listen to one of his twelve other podcasts. Yeah, that's true. That's true. I don't know. I don't know how. I mean, I'm sure most people listen to at least a couple of podcasts on our network. I just don't know how many people listen to you know. I don't know the specific other, crossover ones. I see. The other major me. podcast that uh, Luke talks about himself on this past week, he didn't really talk about himself on that one either. So. Yeah. Yeah. What the hell, Luke? You know what? This week's going to be my week. It's mine. You can't have it. <laughs> when, you got, when you guys said, like, um, you know, like, Luke looks on all these other podcasts, you can listen to him. Like, that's why he's not on the show very much, because he's, he's got he's too big for this show now. We have to look big yeah. for him to come back. We all knew that would happen eventually. Like, yeah. it's not a surprise. Well, the real that. shame there is he doesn't really want to be too big is the thing. All right. <laughs> I come back here after being gone for, like, a month. This is this is how I'm treated, huh? Yeah, this is how, I mean, this is how you, this is this is friendship, Luke. This is what it looks like. Here, I've, yeah. got, I've got one, Luke. I'm excited because uh, it turns out that uh, Let's Place panel will be at Pack South again this year. So that is true. Yeah, that's one. That's, that's exciting. Be, so if you're going good. to Pack South, you should check that out. Yeah, again. it's it's not till Sunday afternoon. So if you're going to Pack South, I guess I hope that you'll stay for the whole show. Yeah, because everyone I, I know leaves Sunday. Well, Don't do that this time. Come watch our yeah. panel. <laughs> yeah, come stay and watch the panel. So, so that's exciting. I unfortunately won't won't be there this year, but yeah. I know some some cool people will be on it, especially Luke. So go check it out. I'm very excited for you having the panel again, Luke. But also, don't get killed because of my VN app. Please don't. Wait. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> all the people say you have the three visual novels in the top ten. Just be careful. Yeah. Is all I'm saying. Well, listen, <laughs> we're doing a peer review before that whole thing. I think that top ten will look different. We'll see. If we if we didn't get murdered by a mob for putting a flash game above a Breath of the Wild, I think he's gonna be okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so in any case, now let us move on to less happy things, which are some things we're gonna talk about. You know what we haven't got to do in a while on this show is just have some real deserved anger at Saban slash Bandai. How are they continuing Um, to hurt people? They sold Power Rangers off. I know. This is like a last fuck you as they walk out the door with double middle fingers raised. Oh, yeah. Um, Because here's what happened. I know what this is. So they're making the Bandai, who makes the toys right now before they hand it over to Hasbro, which is happening... Very shortly. I don't know, like, the exact date. Um, They make this line of toys called the Legacy Toys. It's, like, very nice toys for adult collectors, basically. It's a a good way to steal money from Lexi's. Yeah. If you hate Lexi's and or love Lexi monies, that's a good way to get that. Uh, So, yeah. They've got this line of toys. They've been making the Psycho Rangers, which are the... I'm going to say most successful, like, team of evil rangers the show's ever I done. I think they're, they're the f- most interesting. I don't know. Those least. ones from season two were pretty good. <laughs> I mean, every time we've gotten a shitty evil ranger plan or an attempted evil ranger plan that doesn't work out, everyone keeps going like, don't worry, guys. We'll get to the Psycho Rangers. They're the good ones. You'll get to them eventually. Hold out. Hold no, strong. No, no, Mike. The whole idea of the Psycho Rangers is they're the bad ones. They're like See, Power if- Rangers, but they're evil. <laughs> 
Oh, I'm talking in terms of quality and not morality, Lexi. The, pro- the problem with you guys is that you guys don't watch the Sentai, because Kaki Ranger had a great team of evil rangers, an all-girl team of evil rangers. That's the cat ladies, awesome. right? Yeah, yeah, that's cool. Yeah, that's, uh, that sounds rad and all, but this is a Power Rangers podcast. So. Yeah, it's a bummer they weren't in it. But, so, so I think they are, they're very cool. I've, I haven't watched In Space in a while, but I have seen the fight scenes they're in pretty recently and like at least those hold up so now, let's I'm let's excited. be let's be clear there's a bar for very cool here of they are like kids show from around the turn of the millennium edgy bad characters oh so, the psycho like, rangers look like they're from they're a diablo set like they they well, s- that outfit is very edgy like their, quote unquote their edgy. whole their whole deal is very much cut of that era's um yeah, you know absolutely. the bad dark mirror character. But I kind of love them for that, so it's fine. So, that so said, if, if it's a, if it's a bad dark mirror, is it, are they going to be like on a TV show about how technology's bad? And no, no, that's just yeah. regular dark mirror, which is also it's bad. Regu- <laughs> so, in any case, it's called Black Mirror. So, in any case, they're making the Psycho Ranger uh, toys. They they made red, blue, uh, what was it? Red, blue, black, black. Uh, and then they made green, which is not was not ever in in space. It's only in the comics. And then they made silver, which I my memory of the show. Uh, I went and double checked on Ranger Wiki, so you know. Okay. Uh, so I was gonna say I can tell you exactly what the deal with silver is. Yeah, um, go ahead. You can you can take it from here. Yeah. yeah. So when the uh, Psycho Rangers were made, they didn't make a Silver one. The Silver Ranger was this like was like the you know sixth Ranger of the team, showed up later or whatever. Um, but when they were trying to deal with them or whatever, the actual Silver Ranger created a fake Psycho Silver costume and posed as the Silver Psycho Ranger to like infiltrate their group. Right. Oh, so cool. so what that means is they've made red, blue, black. Uh, Green, who did not appear in the show, and Silver, who was yeah, not actually a character. Hold on, Green. There wasn't even a Green. That's what I'm saying. He was in the Ranger. comics. What the hell? He was. There was a Green Psycho in the comics. Is How? where it comes Why? from. Why? I listen. It's just the a comics problem. mix up characters sometimes. Yeah, they just make shit up. But that's that's okay. The point is, they've made those five, and then they said. Oh, we ran out of time and have to hand the license over to uh, Hasbro. So no yellow and pink. Sorry. So they they made they did did ones that didn't actually exist in the show before the girls. One that wasn't in the show, and then one who wasn't even a real character, but not the yellow and pink ones. The pink Psycho Ranger is the only character who's ever killed a Power Ranger, and they were like, not worth it. Right. No, no big deal. We we can just go ahead and well, skip that. See, you see, Zach, boys don't buy toys of girls, and girls don't buy Power Rangers toys. No girl has ever bought Power Rangers toys. Let's no, see. please ignore the <laughs> opening bits of this whole segment where we talked about a girl who has spent a lot of money on Power Rangers. <laughs> please ignore the fact that one of the things that Power Rangers likes to brag about is its large female audience in its early years. Right. So so here's what's f- here's what's fucked up about this beyond the like obvious they cut the female characters from their toy line and made shit that isn't even in the show. Um previously uh there was a basically there was a report that came out 
uh, last year around this time, October 2017, um, where like some some insider information had got to comicbook.com that had said, like, we're going to start cutting. We're not going to make as many uh, female toys for Power Rangers. And I think we may have talked about it on the show at that point. Um, but when comicbook.com reported about it, Bandai of America responded to comicbook.com. Uh, and here is the quote. I will give it to you. Bandai America is and has been fully committed to bringing all power, all Rangers to fans with our action figure lines. From the very first episode of Mighty Morphin, female Rangers have been equal and important members of Power Rangers teams, and our product line will continue to reflect that. So they got asked about it a year ago, said, that's bullshit. It's not true. And then they did done do the thing. Now, I understand they're losing the the the, the license, but that still means that in their eyes, that was last priority. Well, also, it's not like losing the license snuck up on them. Right. The The thing is, corporations just straight up lie. They lie all yeah, the no, time. No, totally, they will, yes. They will, what? They will, they will <laughs> brazenly lie on things that are very easy to prove are lies. No. Because they just don't give a shit is the thing. What? I'm so shocked. <laughs> Uh, so, yeah, this sucks. It's a bummer. I, I think, uh, (laughs) Luke, no? No big deal? No, I mean, Uh, just, yeah, it sucks. Oh, okay, gotcha. (laughs) Um, but yeah, I I think, you know, Bandai and Saban have been punching bags on this show since its inception, basically, and and they've deserved every second of it. I mean, listen, it's, because fuck them. Listen, And it's a pretty good reason. Yeah. I mean, we've, listen, we, we... We're a show almost built around hostility. I mean, look at the way we treat our host. <laughs> but, uh, like... It's just how I, you show love. <laughs> yeah, it's just... Well, I mean, yeah, we, we, we love Zach. Like, see, that's how we treat someone we like. But, I, but like, <laughs> Bandai and Haim Saban, like, fuck them. Like, that, that's the official TWA stance is fuck them. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, again, I've been mostly happy with how Hasbro has has treated their stuff so I I would love it to be better but it's still a big corporation focused on money so we'll see how it goes uh this is just it sucks that this is like their out the door last thing that they're doing is yeah. not not making the full set and specific like the fact that they made the silver and green is just so fucking crazy to me where they're like, how about ones that aren't real slash we're only in the comics, but not two of the main team. Uh, Even if you aren't mad from like a a feminism slash equality angle, like that's fucking stupid. You can't have the whole set now because they decided you cannot have some of the (laughs) psycho Rangers from the power Rangers in space show that you presumably love enough to buy some of these action figures with. Especially since they said they were going to. Why wouldn't you just release, like, the main rangers and then have the alternate, like, offshoot ones? Like, it doesn't make fucking sense. It makes sense from the some dipshit jackass higher up is like, okay, uh, you gotta... You gotta you gotta make all the all the male characters first. So we get all the sales, and then if we have you know time left over, we can get out the uh, the other ones that nobody's gonna buy. Fucking dumb. So, yeah, I hate it. Well, don't don't worry, folks. Uh, karma takes care of these things eventually. The evil get their own, 
and Bandai will really feel the pain in a couple of weeks when the Namco half of the company makes a smajillion dollars selling Smash Brothers. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. They, so I that's mean, talking about things. They've already made my 60 bucks, so. Still real excited for Smash, though. <laughs> yeah. They already made my girlfriend's $100. Yeah. See, so you guys mean, say that, but you you know that you're going to be spending like an additional hundred dollars on that game in the future. I mean, I already bought the season pass. Also. Yeah, like she 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 bought the season pass too. Yeah. If I had a switch, I would have I would have pre-ordered it. I love. I Smash. don't have a switch, so it's fine. Uh, so anyway, let's talk about the episode. This you, is it, season. You don't not have a switch. You lost it. I. I don't have it, Luke. Right, but I'm saying you I, lost feel, your I feel switch? like that, is, uh, that exonerates you that of some responsibility. Sucks, I don't think that's switch to an employee of American Airlines. <laughs> yeah, hold yeah, on. That's, Luke, that's I don't what think happened. that's actually a gotcha. He doesn't currently own a switch. <laughs> no, I, I understand that. I'm just saying I think that phrasing uh, lies by omission. If I said I don't have a house because I had a house, but my house burned down, how right. am, like that's that's still a truth, Luke. No, I'm like, not saying it's not true. I'm saying I it's don't think incomplete. he's implying anything when he just says he doesn't have a switch. You're just saying that you you need me to say I suck and I lost my switch exactly. is what you want me to say. Okay, yes. well that did happen. So okay. there you go. I'm happy now. Again, folks, we like Zach a lot. <laughs> okay, fine. So, this is season one episode. This episode's weirdly hostile already, so I'm excited to see where it I mean, go how can it here. not be? Good God, um, the thing we're about to talk about. Uh, so, season one, episode nine of Power Rangers Zeo, Invasion of the Ranger Snatchers. Okay, so it's probably going to be like an episode about, like, the Power Rangers getting kidnapped and replaced with duplicates or something, based on that title. That would make sense, but it's not what happens at all. What? I'm going to be honest. If the... Uh, same incidental music they play for pretty much all Power Rangers episodes weren't going on in the background. I would have been questioning if I'd selected the correct show when this opened. This is a weird episode. The mm-hmm. tone is weird. The like it it's not you're not seeing the same two sets you always see. Uh the plot is like a little different than what we're used to. It's kind of a weird one. Um I will say that I I it was so weird, in fact, that I was like, what the fuck is up with this episode? And I went on, on Ranger Wiki to see, in fact, what the fuck was up. And um, the explanation actually answers a lot of these things. This episode is a translation of the O-Ranger movie, uh, Cho... Oh, God, I'm so sorry. Choruki Sentai O-Ranger, the movie. Um, so they... Okay, keep in mind that we had a three-parter about Fantasy Island or, or Illusion Island or whatever the fuck that was, where nothing happened. They took a whole movie and they condensed it into one episode, which is why it's so all over the place and it's also so has... weird. It, it just feels weird. It has a lot of monsters that we barely see. I don't understand why they did this, um, but keep that in mind as we talk about the episode. I really because... want to watch this movie now, though, because it's probably a good movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll we'll get to it. But there is a point where this episode becomes about it just becomes a fever dream for like five minutes. It kind of, yeah, uh, it, it kind of. I mean, it goes. It takes you on a real mental journey. Let's put. Let's just put it that way. Uh, which opens 
with uh, Inspector Clouseau in a cape and Tommy from Third Rock from the Sun rolling around on the moon. <laughs> yeah. So essentially, we we see two superhero type characters fighting uh, some big dumb rubber monsters. Right. Uh, and so far, you know, yeah. So far, you've just described Power Rangers. What are you? Yeah. Well, there's only two and not five. Yeah. Well, also, <laughs> well, like instead of being the Power Rangers, it's the '90s version of the Phantom, and I think Danny Sex Bang. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's two dudes with uh capes and like one has a star on the one front and one has a moon. They're wearing onesies, yeah. Yeah, onesies. They look like it's like bad They're it, wearing like I think, fucking superhero shitty superhero costumes, yeah. Like I don't know, like it's it's very like Batman sixties. That's what I got the feeling they were kind of going for a Batman sixty sixty six type thing. So I, I'm not sure that's what they're aiming for, but it it has that feel. So we've got these guys fighting these big dumb monsters. Um, I would, I mean, we'll talk a little bit more about their designs later. But the the four monsters in this in this um, episode have really like bizarre designs that I don't know exactly how to describe. Um, one of these monsters punches our, our main hero guy. Uh, should we describe what these monsters look like maybe, Zach? That's what I was going to say. So that monster is a pumpkin, like a, like a jack-o'-lantern, but then he has like a spyglass on top and then a witch's hat and robot legs. He's got yeah. too many things is the thing. He's got too many bits. Also, he has a spike dick for some reason that I just noticed. He has a spike coming directly out of his crotch area, which I don't love. Um, but yeah, so <laughs> this I mean, this uh, monster it, it's this, like a it's like a goatee for the pump for the jack o' lantern part. <laughs> well, okay, yes, it is that. And um, now next Halloween, I'm definitely making a jack o' lantern with a goatee. <laughs> Hell yeah. Yeah, that's like cut the, good. the stem off the top and glue it to the chin of the <laughs> yep, jack o' lanterns. That's a great idea. I love it. <laughs> I love I love carving jack o' lanterns. It's really fun. I wish I I wish I got to do it more than once a year. Oh hey, that reminds me, I should really take the, the one I did off my porch. Oh, Lexi. Lexi. We still have jack o' lanterns outside of our apartment building. Lexi, it's December. Is it just a pile of orange? Like, what is... Uh, it, at this point, it's a pile of white, but... <laughs> oh, boy. Lexi. No, it, <laughs> no, 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 because it's snowed. Oh, okay, got it. I thought it had just turned into, like... Oh, then you basically a, like, put it in the refrigerator. It's fine. Yeah, I, I thought it had turned into, like, an advanced fungal colony at this point. <laughs> um, I, so, anyway... Uh, we can't rule that out, is the thing. <laughs> yeah, so anyway, this guy, uh, this this monster punches or blocks a punch actually of the superhero, who then calls cut and my alarm went off. Sorry, I'm, that's very unprofessional. He starts like moaning and is holding his hand like he's injured. Yeah, and he calls cut, and uh, if you weren't sure before, which like it is kind of impressive how obvious it was that it was a bad set considering it's Power Rangers and everything's a bad set, which means it's even shittier. A bad set in a world of bad sets. Yeah. So we pull out, uh, we see our director. Um, what the fuck is up with the way the director is dressed, by the way? He looks like he's going to safari. <laughs> yeah, he so has a pith helmet on. It's an amalgam of several like actual director's looks. 
Yeah, I, I guess I still so. remember there actually was a single famous old-timey director who was famous for dressing like this, but I can't remember who it is. And it's one of those things where, like, it's, it's one of those things where, like, back in the day, like, Looney Tunes and stuff like that would, would do celebrity caricatures, but, like, the celebrities they were making fun of have been lost to time, so they just right. became broad stereotypes. Yeah. He's, he's got kind of a Spielberg glasses beard going on. Yeah, he looks like Martin Mull, kind of. Okay, for, fair enough. Um, uh, okay, so this-, th- this is my biggest issue with this episode at this point, though, because they're treating these monsters as, oh, these are costumes. But the whole fiction of the show is predicated on the idea that you suspend your disbelief that they look like dumb rubber costumes. Yeah, because basically what is going to happen in this episode is that the cogs spoilers. steal those costumes. Sorry, spoilers. And turn them into real monsters, but they then right. look exactly how they did before. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think there's an argument to be made that since these were costumes of monsters, all they're doing is artificially animating the existing costume. Okay, but my point is, how would you know? <laughs> well, the only thing I could say is that it's the Machine Empire, so maybe they literally just put it on a robot. Yeah. Like, they just put the costume on a robot and said, done. Like, sure. I, I don't know, maybe. <laughs> uh, but yes, Luke, you have a, a solid yeah, no, point. You, I mean, they, yeah, you're right that from a from a metatextual perspective, it's well the the fact that ridiculous. they just look exactly the same is yeah. very funny. Uh, it it so breaks, this, yeah, it breaks one of the central conceits of how the show works. Sure. So the director is either stupid or an asshole or both because <laughs> he's he talks to. Uh, this main actor whose name is Biff and also has an incredible mustache. That's uh, uh, incredible fake mustache. Like it's it's a great eyeliner too. It's yes. very clearly pasted on. And I'm choosing I'm choosing to believe that that was an in universe choice. And like I said, he legitimately has some good eye makeup on. You know, it's it's, well, you know, it's pops for the camera. It's yeah. SD, so you, you know you gotta yeah, totally. You gotta use a lot of extra makeup. I'm being, I'm being uh, sincere. <laughs> no, I, I gotcha. So this, this director is either stupid or an asshole because he talks to Biff. It could be both. By, by standing <laughs> a foot from him. Yes, it could be both. By standing a foot from him and using a megaphone. If you've ever used a megaphone, that shit is loud. It's extremely loud. Oh yeah, no, that was a definitely an intentional asshole move. Yeah. <laughs> um. So. Biff is complaining that the monster blocked his punch. Um, I thought his complaint was going to be because it hurt and it wasn't like part of the choreography. No, Biff sucks and he's mad that the monster blocked his punch because he's a superstar. And they're trying to do the kind of like spoiled Hollywood brat type thing Um, for this crappy like. Okay. We're going to find out that this guy is really famous and uh, Rocky is like a huge, if not fan, like he knows all of his movies. Boy, if this is what passes for like high level entertainment in Angel Grove, that's a bummer. <laughs> like the fact that uh, their entertainment is like bad ripoff of what actually happens in their okay, real okay. lives. Hold on. Hold on. <laughs> thought. What if these costumes are specifically designed to look like the kind of monsters the Power Rangers fight? That's actually not a bad Oh, and they're point. just extremely expensive, realistic costumes? Yeah. In the fiction? 
or maybe it's super cheap to make maybe monsters in Power Rangers just look like weird costumes and that's just the way it is. Mm. Well, it's a photorealistic portrayal of the monsters in Power Rangers because those monsters look bad. Like Rita and Zed's monsters look like shit. So they're like, well, let I mean, those things attack us and try to kill us every day. So we'll just make ours look like those, which is bad. <laughs> you know, I mean, it, yeah, you know okay, what's really weird enough. that just hit me since we're, uh, I mean, since we're applying the logic of superhero fiction in this universe, why do these superhero, and, and I know it's because, you know, the, the folks at Saban aren't very creative, but it is weird that, like, the cliche of a superhero in this universe is still, you know, old-timey Superman capes and shit, you know, why? Why is no one making like knockoff Power Rangers? Yeah. yeah. Well, you see, Alpha and Zordon have a very strict trademark. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Right. Yes. Yeah. So, so do you think they're getting paid royalties for this? Oh no, not for this. That's why they're. That's why they don't look anything like Power Rangers. Like if they, oh, if see. they released gotcha. a movie that looked even remotely like a Power Ranger, they'd be sued so hard. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Uh, so the director asks him if he's okay, and he's like, yeah, I'm fine. Or, no, he says, I may have sprained a pinky. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, this guy is maybe unsurprisingly being very melodramatic. I mean, I broke my pinky once, and it wasn't fun, but I mean, like... No, he didn't, though, is the thing. Yeah, no, he didn't. (laughs) Uh, I broke my pinky toe once. That was not very fun. Um, but, you know, I... I am also a giant wuss, so who knows? Uh, <laughs> so anyway, the sidekick at this point comes up and he turns in his tiny little domino mask and says, I trained at the Royal Academy. I'm too good for this. Uh, and Fuck he this storms shit. Off. <laughs> yeah, basically. Do you think actors ever resent the fact that writers always write actors as assholes? That's <laughs> mm, a good point. I, I feel like actors that. probably resent most things. <laughs> I I wonder because I think. I, I, yeah, that's not a bad question, especially if you're one of the people who's asked, who is an actor who is asked to portray a stereotypical actor who is an asshole. Like that's that can't feel great, right? Yeah, I, I, that's a good question. I'm not sure. It might be kind um, of fun though to just play a fucking douchebag. Yeah, so. it could be fun. Yeah, that's true. Um, and listen, you have to play way worse people <laughs> if you're sure, an actor. Yeah, than sure, that. but those, but those are all roles. When you're being asked to yeah. play a parody of yourself, that's a little more insulting. I guess, but I feel like probably actors more than anyone else have bad experiences with shitty actors. It probably sure. depends. But in my experience, Lexi, they also have incredible egos. Lexi, it also probably depends on the specific type of parody. Because, like, I, I know Wayne Brady fucking loved playing asshole Wayne Brady in those Chappelle oh, sure, sketches. Sure, sure, sure. Yeah, and it depends so, on the person, it, too, a lot. Like, we're making some pretty yeah, sweeping statements yeah. here. Yeah. Um, so, in any case, at this point, uh, um, Biff uh, walks away. And now we Hands see his that- outfit to a lady and. and- She's like, thanks. And he's like, you're welcome. So at least he's polite to, like, the staff, you know? Right. That's true. He's mm-hmm. nice to the, uh, to the crew. But anyway, we scan over to somebody who really should have been named Biff, if you look at him. Rocky? Uh, yeah. yeah. Uh, well, Rocky is kind of a Biff class name. If you're going to, like, yep. put names into, 
into categories That's true. right there. I expect I'm gonna spec into a Biff class. <laughs> yeah, you know, uh, Biff, Rocky, like Chad, Chet, Chad, Clyde. All these <laughs> Clyde? names. I don't know if Clyde's in the same one. Is that? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, it's Cliff, Bryce, How about Cliff, Cliff. Yes, absolutely. Uh, so at this point, we see Rocky, Cat, and uh, Tanya. Who are all um, conveniently in their ranger colors, even though they're on a movie. So they're extras in a movie, and the the staff uh, or the the costuming director just happened to give them their ranger colors. I'm gonna guess that what happened is they had this big wardrobe. And we're like, all right, extras, find something that fits, and then just walked off because they're yeah. extras. So I don't I think know they what the hell this movie is. Okay, Luke. So they're dressing in togas, yep. and the superheroes are on the moon. So this is spaced space Rome, basically, is okay. what we're talking about here. This is very Star Trek. We're going to see other, like, uh, like insights into this movie. We'll see some other costumed actors, and it's going to get weirder than that, even. Yeah, no, I my, my read was on a, like, original series Star Trek or Doctor Who yeah. type thing where they kind of just go to space and sometimes the Earth's past and just all sorts of pastiches. It also reminded me oh, of, of one of those old giant bomb sketches where they did a bunch of um, like CD-ROM game themes, and one of them was Space Egypt. So maybe they're <laughs> making a really bad uh, like full motion video game right. instead of a movie. That'd be awesome. Uh, this is around the time that that was happening. Yeah, this so. would be about yeah, the like, only era in which this was would be possible. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It, it, it definitely feels to me like a mixture of Star Trek and Batman sixties, though. Like those two things. Yeah. I mean, I, f- I think what they're going for is is basically the middle ground of that, and that's like Flash Gordon. Yeah, Shit, yeah, sure, no, you're right. yeah, Flash Gordon, very Flash Gordon, yeah. So they're talking about how exciting it is to be in a. Oh, sorry, they do say it's a movie. They're going to be in a Biff Star movie. I, yeah, uh, which is in contention. Which is that person's yeah. name? Yeah, I think based I, on the name Biff Star, it's it's very much uh, uh, a like a Flash Gordon, Buck Rogers kind of thing is what they're going yeah, for. Ex- yeah. Except Biff Star is the actor's name, well, or it's <laughs> or I don't know that that's necessarily true. It might be a stage name, or it might just be he plays this character in a bunch of movies, like. Well, like, the if director I was gonna be calls in a Bond Biff, movie, but, yeah. I, you know, I just I demand everyone calls me Bond on set. You kidding me? Yeah, okay, he, he's, a, he's a method actor, and he becomes Biff. <laughs> right, I am Biff Star. He is yeah, become okay, Biff. Fine. <laughs> so, uh, basically, uh, Kat and Tanya are excited about this, and Rocky's being kind of a douche. Oh, oh also, oh, Rocky's I'm sorry. being catty, and I love it. Yes, C- can I really quickly? Um, we talked about, we said they're wearing togas. Cat looks basically exactly like Genie from um, <laughs> yeah, I Dream of Genie. You're not in right. a weird way. Yeah, uh, because of what you're saying. And, and Rocky has this blue toga, but also he has goggles around his neck, and it's never addressed. Not only does he have goggles, why. but he has one of those like spiky collar things. Yeah, yeah. I, and I a bunch understand. of pearls. Yeah, I still don't understand well, so what this kinda, movie is. I feel is. like that kind of backs up my, you know, this is a weird, like, space amalgam of different periods of Earth type thing, because it looks like he's he's kind of a mashup of different sci-fi yeah. Sure. Yeah. historical things. I mean, how many times did Kirk and Spock run into fucking space Romans? Yeah. Right. I mean, Romulus. <laughs> 
Yeah. No, yes. Before, before, no, that was the that was the more modern take on that. Like original series Star Trek was a lot of. Hey, we found a planet that just happens to look exactly like this era of Earth. This history. is space Nazis. This is space Rome. This is space whatever. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, so uh, Rocky says like he doesn't really look like a superhero to me, and Cat and Tanya tease him. They're like, "What are you jealous?" Uh, and he's like, God, "Give me I've a break." Just, I've- Fucking love Steve Cardenas' performance here. Oh, yep, it's really good. Fucking Rocky's smarmy, just like, oh, I could act circles around that fucking chump. I just need to get noticed. I could do it with my eyes closed, and then something gets flung at him. It's uh, him insisting that he could that acting is easy and he could do it, while Steve Cardenas himself is doing a bad job of acting. <laughs> yeah, Steve Cardenas is. I think he's doing a great job. He's doing a job. great job at acting no, Rocky. <laughs> at acting Rocky, the character that we have made in our heads, he is doing perfect. The character Rocky, <laughs> as we have defined him, is defined entirely by Steve Cardenas's performance. He literally yeah. cannot be bad at acting as Rocky because. The, the that oh, very because act in our heads, de- yeah. Well, that very I act is you. defined by what he's doing. So, so he's doing great. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> uh, so, so yes, that Luke, the fact that he says I could act with my eyes closed and listen, I do genuinely think Steve Cardenas has gotten much better when he was first on. Sure. It was crazy bad, but still, yes, it's he very is, funny. He is very enjoyable in the scene, but I think Luke's <laughs> right that you're, it's straining the definition of acting to say this is good acting, but no, he does almost get wanged by a prop. Uh, when he says I could act with my eyes closed and close his eyes. Yeah, there's uh, some cat- good there's some good visual gags in the scene because the very next oh, scene I love that the next oh my god so to get to. the next scene is easily my favorite scene in the in the episode. So we cut to a door opening, um, just a nondescript room, blue wall or whatever with a door opening, and uh, Lieutenant Stone peeks his head in because and the and the live studio audience goes wild. Before, wherever Power Rangers are, so must be the uh, junior police. Yes, that's how yeah. it works. He walks through. He says, all right, boys. Uh, oh, sorry. I I should say Spalk and Skull are with him, though I maybe don't need to <laughs> at this point. Uh, <laughs> they kind of are a package deal. That'd be weird I, if Lennon Stone was in an episode and Spalk and Skull weren't, honestly. That would be super bizarre. I'm actually not sure Lieutenant Stone exists unless Spalk and Skull are around. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's there's been the occasional like solo Lieutenant Stone action, most notably with the the fucking love potion episode. Oh yeah, that's when right. He was in the same room as Finster from Power Rangers. Yes. Yeah, so Welcome <laughs> Skull is still in the episode. It'd be weird to see like Lieutenant Stone and no Welcome Skull at all. Yeah, It'd be so uh, weird. So Balkan Skull come through, and uh, Lieutenant Stone says, "Okay, boys, the head of security is a friend of mine. Um, make make a good impression." Uh, and he doesn't really say it exactly, but I guess they're just there to watch the set while the uh, uh, the filming is happening. Yeah, I guess they're like on set security or whatever. Right. He then walks back through the door and Lexi, go ahead. Yeah. So, he, yeah, he just turns around, leaves through the door. And as soon as he's off the out of frame, some extras start wheeling this flat Walling away. away. <laughs> It's it is so good. Yeah, it's, it's, right. it's genuinely funny uh, visual gag. It made, it me, made laugh. me laugh. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's it's pretty much perfectly timed. Like I really enjoyed it. Uh, at this point, Skull opens his uh, button-up shirt and puts on sunglasses and proclaims that he is going to be famous. 
and this continues the trend of Bulk and Skull uh, for this season of Bulk being the wet blanket, kind of. Because yeah. he's like, yeah. or you could get us in big trouble, uh, you know, like Eugene Skullovich. And then he tells him to remember his oath to serve and protect. And it's like, man, Bulk really... Like, listen, buttoned after up. three years of just being the butt of every single joke, uh-huh. Bulk has finally realized oh, the God. trap that he and Skull have been caught in, like, in the narration of the universe, and is desperate to escape it. You just made me so sad. <laughs> you just basically put forth the idea that because Bulk and Skull... Remember when we when that listener and I'm so sorry I've forgotten your name wrote in to tell us how many episodes end with the entire student body laughing at Bulk and Skull and yeah. it was way too many. Uh-huh. That basically traumatized Bulk and now he's like a straight laced cop and that's un- that's really sad. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> See, I just think he's become genre savvy and he realizes that he and Skull are the uh, like goof him up. Ones who always get, like, get into trouble and get dumped on by the end of the episode. And he's, he's trying to break out of that paradigm. I guess so. What's What also adds to this is the fact that he almost does the right thing here, but Skull points to the food table. And, and like... Oh, I didn't uh, even think about that. That's unfortunate, yeah. It's kind yeah. of just a straight-up fat joke, huh? Oh, Damn yeah, it. 100%. But, uh... Yep. It, but, like, it also adds to the narrative that, like, it's not Bulk that's sabotaging the pair. It's Skull. No, it's Skull. Which, like, it's so funny that, I mean, we always were kind of, I think, half joking but half serious that Skull, right. like, led from the bottom, essentially. Uh-huh. But, like, now it just Power seems bottom, like yeah. Skull it's, is It's the just leader. text. Every yeah. theory we have just becomes text. <laughs> Well, if that were and true, like, that would just mean that Bulk and Skull get married in the next season, and I don't think that's yeah. what happens. Uh, I mean, anything's possible. We, we Skull has a kid someday, and we don't know who he has it with. That's true. But I did want to say one other like gag is, and I guess it, I don't want to give the show too much credit, but it's kind of a nice bit of visual metaphor for like the thing that's about to happen is that Bulk, like you know, the Ten Stone leaves and Bulk unbuttons his top button, and Skull completely undoes his shirt. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Totally. Yeah, I, I you know what I what I got from that was Skull's trying to de-emphasize the on-duty cop look so that he can try and actually get a role in the movie. Also, yeah, he, he wants. He to brought be a sex. pair of sunglasses with him. He's. It's like the 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 why plot in this fucking yes. episode because yeah. there's a <laughs> yeah. million things going on. Is that Skull also wants to become a star? So speaking of how many plots there are, uh, here's the villain plot for the episode. Sprocket, the son of King Mondo and Queen Machina, who are not in this episode at all. No, they, they uh, well, show no, up. I think they are at the very end. Yeah, yeah. Um, but mostly it's it's Sprocket and, and Clank. Uh, Sprocket is like hiding somewhere and he looks down through some binoculars. Binoculars. Binoculars to, to see uh, all these monster suits they have. And he says... Oh boy, uh, they got a bunch of good monsters. My movie won't be any good without monsters. Also and, yeah. on the subject of what the hell is this movie, uh, a woman in what looks like, like a little Bo Peep costume dances past. That's, that's yep. true. Yeah. That, so there are 
four, three or four monsters here and uh, costumes. And essentially the idea is that Clank is going to steal them. And then he is, or sorry, and then Sprocket is going to make his own movie. The plot of which is just the Power Rangers get murdered. Like, yes, that's I mean, the movie that he wants to make. I mean, yeah. <laughs> I mean, if your goal is conquering Earth, that's a pretty straightforward movie to make, really. Well, I just, the reason I phrase it that way is we never see, like, what I would think, especially when it's a child, uh, what I would, like an evil child, I would think he, the plot of his movie would be like, I... Uh, Sprocket am the most amazing villain of all time and I am going to defeat the Power Rangers. I don't, there's, we never see like Sprocket taking part. It, he never like shoots himself as the bad guy. Uh-huh. It's just the Power Rangers getting killed. That's because he's writing it as he goes. There's no time for him to appear in the film. Okay, fair enough. Anyway, they're um, gonna, anyway, this is, uh, they're going to bring in everyone's favorite, you know, uh, member of the Machine Empire. You know, that, that character that we all know and love, Video Vulture, to take care of everything. <gasps> okay, that guy. Can I say something? I love this prop. I love it. Listen, it's... Video it's Vulture's like, fine. It's just there's something about the way they introduce him that makes it feel like we should know who it is. He does just say Video Vulture will capture, uh, will capture them, uh, and they'll be stars of my movie. It does sort of sound like we should know who this is. Video Vulture is a video camera with wings and legs done stuck on it. And I'm pretty sure it just flies around by a string. It doesn't move. None of its parts articulate or it, anything. Not, e- not only does it fly <laughs> around by a string, but it like it's not like you can even see just a string dangling as it's flying. No, it's like on a zip line. Yeah, it, it's just, very it visibly like... on a zip line. They don't even try to hide it. It doesn't articulate at all, which just makes it even funnier. Uh, but yeah, so they're sending Video Vulture to capture the Power Rangers, uh, and then they'll be part of part of uh, Sprocket's dastardly scheme. And to be clear, capture as in like kidnap them and not capture them on film. I love all. I my mean, kind of both. It, yeah, no, <laughs> the cap- Probably- not captured on film, captured in film. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're, they're gonna get stay tuneded. Oh boy, that's yeah. Okay, so at this point, um... see that that's the kind of movie where you mention it and you either get exactly that reaction or no reaction. Is who's the guy? Is it is that a Jim Belushi movie? No, that's um. Oh, oh no, fuck! It's, it's Rick. Um. Uh. No, it's uh. The, uh, uh Ritter. Company. John Ritter. John Ritter. Yeah. So yeah, yeah. based on our current um timestamp here look forward to another 170 minutes folks <laughs> yeah, okay we'll, we'll keep going so i so mean yeah. listen like i i sympathize with john ritter getting stay tuned because my personal version of hell also involves jeffrey jones okay well so let's move on at this point um basically rocky announces i'm gonna be famous yeah, uh, he's, he's I, pouting at this point the yeah. girls have hands on his shoulders like they've been comforting him like you would a small child who is upset that he can't have ice cream. And he says he's going to force, he's basically, he's going to prove himself to the director and he's going to get cast as the, uh, as like the next big, big action star. We cut over to the uh, Jim and Juice Bar. This scene is completely superfluous. Zach, and you I say would it's just completely superfluous, it. but Billy has graphs and charts and a weird device 
and the Green Ranger and Red Ranger are sparring. This is the first and possibly only time this episode feels like an episode of Power Rangers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Billy says, I put your biorhythms into my computer and came up with this workout program. Now, he has a chart. Yeah. It's a, t- it's a line graph. <laughs> There's nothing else on it. It's just two line graphs. So he, it sounds like Billy has devised an exercise routine for Adam and Tommy. That is, that is what we're being told. But here's the thing. An exercise routine normally doesn't last uh, 15 seconds. Yeah. It's usually a bit also, longer than that. Also, he says, this is the workout routine I've devised for you, and it's two lines. So I don't know what that means, but apparently they're able to interpret it into an intricate series of uh, fight choreography. They immediately understand what this graph is conveying to them, because I think it's Tommy is like, isn't this going to be a little easy on us? Like, he looks at the thing and is like, I don't know, this doesn't look like it's going to be that challenging. It's weird because the scene doesn't come up again. It literally exists to let Tommy and Adam have a quick choreographed fight scene that takes up about 30 seconds. It's cool. When there's so much else they're trying to cram into this episode. Well, yeah. like, not only that, but it's, it's like, he acts like it's a workout routine when it's just like a, it's like a, a match. That's all yeah, it's it is. The, yeah. it's the same like, kind of star sparring mm. that they always do. Like, it's just, it's just like, are we doing particular moves he told them to do? And that's going to like, cause like, I feel yeah. like a workout routine involves like, oh, now you're doing your cardio. Now you're doing your weightlifting. Now you're doing your endurance right. training. Like, not like, oh, let's just also, fight. <laughs> also, Billy is directing a porno. <laughs> I, I don't know if you guys noticed, but he, he says like, all right, pick up the pace. More intense. And then at the end, he literally says, now peak and back off, I think. Or peak and finish up. Oh, my God. Yeah. So So, so what you're saying is someone should take the scene and add a bunch of fuck noises and see how it goes down. Yeah. Or just find the people who've already done that because it definitely already exists. Uh, Then Billy says, okay, you guys did great. Or no, he doesn't. He's like, you guys did so-so with his weird, like... Yeah, he does the wiggly hand like, yeah. yeah. He's well, like, you guys uh, did a bad job. <laughs> I've seen better, guys. You didn't peak good enough. Simon, who unfortunately could not be on this episode, described this as a workout tricorder, the thing that he's holding. I mean, yeah. it's just a graphing calculator with some lights taped to it. Yeah, yeah. It's a bootleg PKE meter from Ghostbusters. So anyway, that's a dumb scene. It doesn't matter. Uh... <laughs> At this point, Rocky is approached by who we later find out to be the assistant directress. Um, And the only reason I specify directress is because at first I thought what was happening was Was that Rocky was being hit on. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) He certainly seems that way. Yeah, because she's like, hey, you. And he's like, me? She goes, yeah. How tall are you? (laughs) Uh, 5'10"? Cool. Biff's sidekick just got a job on a soap, so he's out. Holy crap, in like 10 minutes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Also, she then says, do you think you can handle it? And pushes her glasses down her nose. (laughs) And I know I'm a pervert, you guys. I know that. But this episode has given me a lot to work with. (laughs) It's not you. (laughs) No, No, this this is super fuck eyes. Like, 100%. No, yeah, that was absolutely... um, 
you say you're a pervert, but you didn't notice in that one episode, that the previous episode where Rocky was being hit on by a girl, which was that uh, weird video game monster episode. But, I thought uh, she hated his guts, but I guess there's two ways. She bit her lower lip while she was looking at him. Zach, as those two things are in no way, like, yeah. exclusive. No, as That's soon as fair. as soon as she said he started like asserting himself, she started biting her lower lip and looked like she was so turned on. It was ridiculous. But anyway, that's a previous episode yeah. that I just wish I was on. But yeah, <laughs> fair enough. So, can we talk about how fucking wild it is that like the second like second billing star of this movie bailed partway through production and instead of being like, well, I guess we got to start over, they just like grab a random guy, keep going. No, that sounds entirely correct for the type yeah, of production no. this is. I mean, like, did it, didn't, um, didn't, uh, mm. what's his name? The guy who plays Han Solo get, uh, directed. I mean, he got, he got put on, he was a carpenter on Star Wars. And then he well, got he put was on the an show. actor before, but he was, were, yes, you're, you're, well, essentially, also, he, you're right. Yes. There was a thing where, like, he was the guy that, that other actors were auditioning against, was the thing he was helping out with. Yeah, yeah, so and then sort of accidentally and auditioned. She, she, but yeah, she just got like look for like a a, a buff guy who's stupid and hire him. And yeah, she found listen, Rocky. this is very much the type of production where they care more about if the person like fits the blocking they've already done than they care about if yeah. they're actually right. able to act. That's the thing. I think it literally. She's asking if he'll fit the costume they already have, basically. Yeah. <laughs> So also, yeah. I learned that Rocky's only one inch taller than me, and that's weird. Yeah, he's not very <laughs> tall. Yeah. Um, so also, I feel like this whole scene is uh, relative. I feel like this is probably just an accurate retelling of how Steve Cordain has got this job. That's <laughs> not wrong. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. Um, so we cut to Sprocket in a director's chair. Clank also has has a. Uh, like a Japanese fan, which at first I thought was Queen Machina's fan, but it's somebody, it's just a random one. I don't exactly know what was happening in the Sentai version of this scene, but yeah. Um, Sprocket is complaining to Clank that, uh, he hasn't gotten the monsters yet. He also says like, also you're going to make me other over budget. And there's a couple just like random, like Hollywood speak type jokes in this. Clank goes outside, and it turns out that, like, it's played like he was talking to a real director, and he's like, God, directors are so fussy. I can't handle all this stress. And, yeah, it's just, it's a silly scene. Um, Then we cut to Balkan Skull taking some bananas off the craft services table. Uh, They, like, like how every human eats bananas... They uh, completely unpeel the banana, take the peel off the banana flesh, <laughs> and throw it backwards over their shoulders. Again, like how all humans eat bananas. I gotta say this. This pisses me off so goddamn much. Bulk and skull carelessly throw banana peels behind them. <laughs> Several other That's things are going to happen in the scene. These banana peels are going to bounce around in a bunch of different ways, and we'll get to what happens. But eventually, Bulk and skull are in a scene. Two banana peels are on the ground at the end of the scene. Bulk and Skull do not slip on those banana peels. What the fuck is the <laughs> show no doing? Does. It's really weird. No one slips on these banana peels. I you can't do that. I really like what Jason Narvi chose to do with his banana. Because uh, instead of just, you know, eating it, he takes a chunk off the top, kind of inspects it, makes a weird face, and then throws it on the ground. 
<laughs> and then he looks at the rest of Banana like, oh, this is no good. What the hell? Yeah. And uh, so, yeah, as they throw these bananas backwards, or sorry, the peels, a bunch of uh, cogs teleport in. Uh, two of the two of the cogs grab the banana peels out of midair and then like wiggle them. <laughs> I don't know why. It looks exactly. like they're trying to taunt Bulk and Skull, but Bulk and Skull do not see them at that point. They throw the peels back at Bulk and Skull, who then notice. But despite the fact that they have been in the presence of cogs before, think they are just costumes. <laughs> Which kind of lends to my theory that they're basing monster designs and stuff in this movie off of, like, actual yeah, Angel Grove experiences. I, I never considered the angle that, like, the monster... So usually in stuff like this, I always imagine that, like, okay, in-universe, the cogs actually look more like robots. This is just what they could afford. Right. You're You're basically... Positing, no, that's what they look like. Like that or, is what cogs look like. They look different, <laughs> but they're not going to create more. Like they're not going to create a different looking thing for the for this scene. Like sure, sure, yes, I gotcha. Um, so they're like very convincing. Uh, you know, good, good costumes, guys. Uh, but please wear your IDs so we know who you're. You are a secure set is a safe set, says Bulk, and then they wink at him, or he winks at them, which is. Yeah, kind no, the cogs great. winking at Bulk and Skull would be... Uh, there'd be a, <laughs> I have a lot of questions about how that would work. <laughs> so, Do you the, think their eyelids just work like camera shutters? Oh, man, that would be really cool if they closed like an aperture. Yeah. Yeah. That, that, is a, that is totally how it would work if they had the budget. That's I what it would look like. I want to see that si- that, a robot <laughs> wink like that. That's a really good visual. <laughs> So the assistant director who who just recruited Rocky walks over and grabs these two cogs by their arms and, like, leads them over. Can we talk about what Bulk says when she walks up? What does he say? He says, good afternoon, Miss Assistant Director. Would you like a bit little banana? (laughs) That's fucked up, actually. I don't like that. It's terrible, and that's why I want to call it out. Bulk, this sucks. He has he's has a banana. Right, yeah, he waggles <laughs> and he waggles this half-eaten banana at her. <laughs> okay. Mm. Even taken even taken the most literally, it's terrible. Yeah. yeah you're right. You're right. I didn't Yeah. You you, you have an excellent point. But yeah, I I I I know I I know we already talked about the ID thing, but I like how they don't just like like oh, just wear your ID is not like and just they just assume they forgot them and don't like do anything like their job tells them to do to like make sure they're actually just belong there. Also, <laughs> and... the assistant director apparently doesn't know what the fucking costumes for the movie look like, so that's not a great sign yeah, either. That is, but, yeah. yeah, I didn't think about that when I was watching this, but that's a good point. <laughs> um, so she takes these cogs over to the real director who is getting Rocky set up in his costume. Rocky looks very um, uncomfortable. Uh, Rocky looks uncomfortable for a couple reasons, one of which is that he immediately does recognize the cogs because Rocky... Oh, before those even show up, like, the director is holding him by the shoulders and talking very excitedly, and Rocky looks like he is regretting every decision he's made to lead him to this point. (laughs) Yeah, Rocky, um, again, after last episode, looks like he wants to punch the cogs instead of waiting for them to do something horrible... Uh, but he also doesn't want to reveal, you know, 
he can't make too much of a show of it because he's a he's a Power Ranger. So also yeah. in this particular case, currently nobody else realizes that they're cogs, and he'd have right. a hard time explaining why he just punched two what everyone else assumes are extras. Okay, last week it was it, last week it was fine enough when like a bunch of random children didn't recognize the evil monsters. Why uh-huh. don't all of these people recognize the evil monsters? I, I yeah. seriously don't understand why people don't know what cogs look like still, considering that, again, people knew what Rita Repulsa looked like and Lord Zed looked like, even though they only ever came to Earth, like, once. Like, yeah, it, it's weird that people still don't know cogs, but there you go. Um, so, yeah, they go to film a scene, Biff goes to punch these two cogs, and his hands turn into cartoons, which I always love when the show. Okay, just... hold on. I'm thinking back to early Power Rangers, and there were definitely scenes in like the first dozen episodes or so of Mighty Morphin Power Rangers season one where a putty would show up, and people were like, "What's that?" Like mm-hmm. people did not immediately enough. know what putties were. Right. It took That's a fair. while. That's fair. You're right. You're right. You have a good point. A good point. So yeah. Um. Biff punches these cogs, his hands turn into, like, jelly, like, there's a weird, like, CGI or post-processing effect on his hands. It's amazing. He goes, goes, oh, God, what the hell? They pick him up, and then Rocky says, like, not so fast, and slams them together and saves his, or no, he says, I don't think so, sorry. Uh, and tosses them aside because he's still got superpowers. Yeah, and then Biff is like, "Wow, kid, that was great." See, again, Biff isn't that bad of a guy. <laughs> and then my other favorite shot you. of this this episode, which is Cogs <laughs> sprinting off of this set while stealing <laughs> these costumes, as though they are like pranksters from the. Like the uh, fraternity next door stealing yeah, your mascot. They are, mo- they are moving like they are in a cereal commercial and are taking somebody's cookie crisp. It's yeah, so it's silly. It's, no, it's, no, the thing is, as they run away, the director's yelling for security, and what happens next is my favorite thing in the episode. <laughs> very good, it. Which it's is so good. Rocky puts his fingers in his mouth and tries to like do the movie whistle, and he tries it a couple times, then he realizes, oh, right. Gloves. I can't do <laughs> yeah. it. And, instead and he of just yells for Kanata. He realizes he could just yell for his friends. Well, no, no. Yeah. He tries to do it once. Looks down, and says, "Oh, right, gloves." Then tries to do it yeah. again. Yeah, <laughs> it's good. Uh, I, I have to admit something. I've never understood how that whistle works. This is the fingers in your mouth whistle. To be clear. Yeah. Um, and I just thought he realized he didn't know how to do it. I didn't realize it was the gloves. I thought it was just, he was like, oh, I don't know how to make this work. I, I don't know how it works. I've only seen people do it in fiction. Well, see, the way it works, Zach, is you create a very specific, like, almost like chamber for the air to go through that concentrates. Like, it's, it's kind of like when wind is blowing through like a, a pop bottle or something. Okay, it's the same. It's the same sort of concept. So the the gloves being, uh, you know, of a different material and wider and kind of cloth like, they fuck that up. You can't really do it. Fair enough. So instead, he just screams for Tanya and Cat to come over. Yeah, and they run off chasing the monsters. Uh, and we get we actually get this really great shot of them uh, running along, and as they run, morphing uh, from their temporary stupid costumes to their normal stupid costumes, <laughs> uh, as they 
chase these monsters and jump through some bushes and shit. It's pretty. It's pretty fun. The yeah. Ranger right. wiki for this shot uh, says this is the first um, morph on screen without the morphing sequence. I'm not sure that's true, but it is definitely the first time we've seen like a running morph. It's like good. where they're in <clears throat> action and morph as they continue to like do something. Uh, right. So it's it's kind of neat. I think it's the first time we've actually like seen them with like their suit appearing on them without some kind of cut outside of be, like yeah. the first time they get a given set of powers. It, it certainly could be. It's neat. They do it a lot more in later seasons. It becomes yeah, like, pretty I common. Like in the later seasons when they have the ones where it's like they have to go through something to morph, they'll like throw it ahead of them and then run through it and it's really cool. Yeah, or they'll like morph when they're like falling off a cliff or something like that. Yeah. So um but yeah. So they morph, uh, they fall. Again, I have to just say, like, these cogs just carrying these costumes. The only indication you get in this whole episode before this that Sprocket wants these costumes is, like, one line. And if you missed that, then (laughs) these dudes doing this is just, it's so silly. And I I love it either way. So Um, this shot that happens was very confusing to me when I watched it, but it makes a lot more sense now that you told me it's from a movie. Because uh, Sentai and, 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 and Kamen Rider and a bunch of Toku do summer movies and things, which, which are essentially just long episodes with bigger budgets that play in a theater, you know? Uh, yeah, I mean, that, that basically describes a movie. Well, well the thing is, specifically, <laughs> specifically they, there's a specific spot where they'll fall in the continuity and stuff like that. But uh, in, in this instance... There's the shot of a hill, and there are so many cogs. And I was just like, holy fuck, where did they get all these extras? It's usually four cogs. So it's like, holy shit, that's a lot of guys. It's um, good. It's cool. And, uh, you know, they they basically call in help. Um, Sprocket is going to... Uh, is going to film them getting, getting, presumably getting murdered by these cogs. So we cut to Tommy and Adam, like, landing on the ground. Billy's crouching there, like, monitoring them. Like, he's been making them run through this over and over, apparently. Yeah. yeah. Uh, well, they didn't do it right, apparently. So, You're not conforming to the formula I did. <laughs> so, um, he calls, uh, they call, uh, or Zordon calls them. Yeah, they call Zordon and... to call their friends because nobody can just, like, talk to each other in this show. <laughs> <laughs> Billy teleports back I mean, to the power chamber. what the fuck chamber. else is Zordon doing? <laughs> I, honestly, since Billy became their, like, the person that they actually talk to, Zordon has barely spoken in this show, yeah. which is a, which, an improvement. Okay, I'm starting, yeah, I'm starting to see why people <laughs> say Zeo's so much better, yeah. <laughs> I I'm, I'm, do want to point out, too, his teleportation's like kind of a gray-white kind of thing, which is... Well, yeah, because yeah, yeah, I, I think I mentioned this in an episode you weren't there, but he gave up his color. He no longer has color. Yeah. I just don't know if you've seen him teleport before now. But... We have a couple times. Okay, yeah, not cool. a ton, but yes. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, at this point, um, Adam and Tommy morph. They teleport over. I actually over. like that Billy drops the line... I got a funny, like, Billy says, like, there's something more to this. Like, he he's already, like, there's something really fucking fishy here. I'm going back to the command center. Right, like, what's what what's fishy, Billy? <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> I mean, the, the evil space people from the moon are, cl- are doing an evil thing. That's unusual. <laughs> right, but he's like, but we already know that part. He's like, hmm, 
there's something more to this. I can feel it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The, I guess it's his veteran instincts. Like we talked about this before. He's the, he's the grizzled old timer who's been doing this right. for the longest. Um, anyway, uh, we cut, uh, we cut we, to we, the battle of, of Minas Tirith or whatever. I, like there's I, I, so I many was, fucking I was going to say that the, that Tommy and Adam morph teleport into a dynasty warriors game. Yeah. This is, <laughs> this is one of the instances in which I was like, God, why did they, sh- they make this one episode? Cause this is 30 seconds and there must be more of this. Like it's so cool too. It's They're pretty cool. So many cogs. Yeah, like we, but we basically only get one shot of each person doing something. And I, I mean, I could be wrong, but I have to believe there was more of this fight in the original movie that they could have. Yeah, as I understand it, the part of the fun of the, the, the movies based on the Sentai is you can get like much more extended fight sequences when you're not trying to cram everything into like 20 minutes. It reminds me of a much scale, smaller scale version of that that like really well uh, made shot in the first Avengers, where it's like one person fighting, and then you then the second person like comes into frame, and then you follow them instead. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's that kind of shot, but but obviously much shorter. Uh, and also, yeah, it reminds me a lot of Dynasty Warriors. It makes me want a Power Rangers Dynasty Warriors game. I've mentioned before bad. that I would play that, and I don't like those. They pump out those games for absolutely every license, and Power Rangers would slot into that format perfectly well. I'm kind of surprised. Well, I'm not surprised it hasn't happened, given how the licensing for Power Rangers has been. I'd be surprised if it doesn't happen in the near future. I believe there's we, a common Rider the, one. I, we even, there is a common Rider one, but yeah, we even yeah. get a shot where like uh, where Rocky uses his special, where he like goes through a bunch of like cogs, like flying through with his triangle daggers, and like. It's, I just um, want that. I want quick, that. Quick, <laughs> neat, uh, neat, but like very small thing. Uh, the the shot of uh, of cat um, fighting. She does this like kind of like uh, she ducks under and then strikes. Uh, and and I was like, holy shit! That is the exact move that they gave her in the phone fighting game. Which is like an insane level of oh they pulled like a literal actual move that is used once ever in the show and put it in. There. Oh, I, don't know. I thought that was cool. neat. That's neat. Um, and then uh, we get something that I love, which is Tommy using his uh, super sword, his uh, Zeo saber, or Zeo five battle sword, uh, where he cuts a bunch of cogs. And they're actually set in a five point star around him and then explode. Oh, wow. Yeah. As the, yeah. since he's the star guy. And I thought that was pretty cool. Um, and then there's this like completely unnecessary but awesome like rotoscoped star that zooms in on his face and matches up to so the visor. Cool. Yeah, Awesome's a word neat. you could use for that, I guess. Come on. That's cool. I love it's it. stupid, yeah. but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they all high five because they did a great job. They did a uh, good job. And then, and then this- as always happens in this fucking show, the video <laughs> vulture shows up and zaps them into TV world. Man, yeah, the fucking video vulture. The fucking video vulture just zooms, they, zooms by. <laughs> they, they go fl- like they get sucked up into this thing like it's a vacuum. And, you know, they go flying through the tunnel made of wires and Eugene Levy is there. And it's just and they wake up in. 
fucking the velvet room, I guess. I yeah, don't know. Yeah, they wake up in the red room from Twin Peaks. <laughs> yeah, it's insane. Let's take a quick break, break, and we'll come right back and talk about how fucking crazy this part is. Howdy, everybody. Zach here. Uh, no, not that Zach, a different one. I, um... I host a show on audio intro... Mm, okay. I'm the Zach whose podcast is about brightly colored heroes who fight... Okay, I hear it. I hear what I'm saying. I'm the Zach who can drink water. There we go. Got it. Okay. All Along the Watchtower, it's another podcast here on the Audio Entropy Network. We're rewatching the DC Animated Universe show by show because we looked at the other rewatch podcast and said, that's cool. What if we did six shows at the same time? Uh, we got new episodes Wednesdays. Anyways, uh, sorry for intruding, and uh, go back to your regularly scheduled Power Rangers. Bye. Say the Joker to the Welcome back. Emily had to leave because we took uh, too long Emily to talk got, about this Emily episode. Emily got sucked into the TV dimension. Yeah. Yes. Yep. We're gonna have to go get her out. She'll she'll probably be back next episode once she's been able to fight her way out. But for now, well, we're pulling for her. We just have to make sure that she fights all the shadows and gets her persona. Okay, so uh, Luke, yeah, describe to me this set. <laughs> okay, let me let me scroll through the episode and find it. it is like a a checkerboard floor in the middle of a field, mm-hmm. and then there's just like a giant like. Paralypse couch? Yeah, it's it, so basically they've been sucked into this area that they are told is is Sprocket's green room because yeah. they're going to be in his movie. So we, we should also say the other stuff in the set. There's a bunch of weirdly shaped decorative furniture. Yep. Including a couch that looks kind of like lips. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, a small end table with an old timey rotary phone on it. Uh, another table with a TV on it. A couple of what look like squarish love seats i think uh it's it's yeah. standard dev video it's kind of hard to tell there's like some uh, weird like, zebra stripe like changing screen yeah uh a fake door to nowhere that's really weirdly and angular and it, it's no it's not it a looks, door to it, nowhere there's a sign on it that explicitly tells you where it's to that's well, true. That. <laughs> there's, yeah. there's nothing on the other side is the thing um yeah. but and there's like a tv screen and like a silver old-fashioned telephone it's yeah, ex- yeah. extremely weird. Anyway, yeah. the Rangers are going to need to collect all this stuff and combine it in wacky ways to solve this puzzle adventure. Right, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so they can escape yeah. they can escape the room. Also, there's just a bunch of tumbleweeds going around. Yeah, because they're like outside. Like this weird just set is in the middle of a field. Yeah, it's fucking uh cells fighting platform thing just plopped in the middle of nowhere. It's literally yeah. like if you hung up some red curtains, it would look like the kids' activity area of the fucking Black Lodge. Yeah. And 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 also, like, Boy, is to that be a clear, concept? they they try to walk, just leave, and they get bumped back by a force field. So right. I'm, try, I'm trying to imagine Twin Peaks babies, like, oh no, someone gave Lord Palmer a wedgie. <laughs> we gotta solve this mystery. Uh, so yeah. I love this because Adam and Tommy get up and try to just walk off this platform and hit this hit the invisible barrier. Yeah. And oh, they're like, oh, it must be some sort of force field. And Adam starts like hitting it. And like the world or around them when he does that goes all like skewed. 
Right, they like, just put some shitty video filters over it. Right, but they all act like they're, like, getting shockwaves from it or whatever. And right, Tommy's and then like, Fanto is on, like, the TV screen talking to them, and he's like, oh, great, you peaked the audio. Now, the, you know, you've ruined the audio track. Right. But what I love about this is Tommy watches Adam do this, and, like, he grabs his arm because it hurt him, and he's like, okay, that didn't work. Here, let me try. And then he does the exact same fucking thing. Yeah. Well, Tommy is so conditioned to think that he's the special one. Right. That, like, why wouldn't he? Why wouldn't he just be like, well, I can do it, clearly. Like, <laughs> Tommy's the guy who sees that, uh, the sign that says, like, don't don't bathe here, crocodiles. And just like, well, not me, though. <laughs> like, I, I'm fine. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, uh, there is a TV here. Uh, and on the TV, as Luke said, uh, Fanto slash Clank shows up and is like, hey, you're going to be in Sprocket's t- movie, uh, and uh, that's going to be it. You don't have a choice about it. Yeah, and Kat's looking around, and she's like, what the hell is this movie supposed to be anyway? Right. Yes, yeah. Which is it's a very, very good question. And that's where they, they do a title drop. They say they call it, say it's an invasion of the Ranger Snatchers. Mm-hmm. Right. And I mean, in fairness... In fairness, the the Machine Empire are invaders, and they did just snatch the Rangers. Right, but the movie that they're making doesn't involve anyone invading to snatch the Rangers. It's a terrible title for their movie. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Uh, So they they hear this. uh, Clank goes off the... Or Clank is still there, uh, and they're like, well, this is bullshit. And uh, Tommy... Or actually, Adam's like, hey, Tommy, why don't you shoot it with a laser... The force field, shoot it with a laser. And Tommy's like, what a great idea. You know, this force field that has reflected every type of impact we've put against it. Yeah. Let's get some lasers in the mix there. Yeah. Uh, And, of course, it bounces around and almost kills them all. Uh, And uh, Clank is like, ha ha, uh, Prince Sprocket is writing the script right now. So get ready and we'll call you through when we need you. So uh, suck it up. That's how it's going to be. And uh, we cut to the uh, command center, the power chamber, sorry. Uh, And uh, basically, Billy is talking to Alpha, and they're trying to figure out how to get through because the force field is blocking their communications. Um, And Zordon says, uh, you must work hard, Billy, because your friends are in great danger, and movies like this don't usually have a happy ending. <laughs> so, <laughs> movies like what? Again, what movies Zordon's... where you suck people into your evil movie, I guess. I, guess. I like the implication of this that Prince Sprocket makes movies often, and Zordon has seen them. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I like I this. I mean, Zordon can see everything, basically, so... Right. No, I'm not that surprised. No, I um, no no, I like the idea that Prince Sprocket has been making like fucking home movies like goddamn Brendan Small and <laughs> Zordon is the only person who is like watching these tapes. Who's yeah. I mean, Coach listen, This this isn't this isn't Prince Sprocket's like first, you know, superhero snuff film and his best customer on the fucking black market for that shit is Zordon. Oh, I just imagined that Ernie was played by H. John Benjamin. I got sad that that's not oh, true. Oh, man, yeah, that'd be good. <laughs> uh, anyway, so, okay. Uh, so Sprocket at this point says, like, it's time to mess with the Rangers' sense of reality. Uh-huh. So I guess the idea is not only is he trying to kill them, but he's, like, like trying to 
make them question, like, you know, like Island of Illusion style, <laughs> try right, to question yeah. their reality. And there's this shot of all these cogs turning on reels of something. Uh-huh. And I don't know exactly what is supposed to be happening. Uh, but at this point, the set door opens on their their little... Uh, oh, no, I'm sorry. That's not what happens. He says, we're going to mess with their reality. And then we get this scene where Tanya picks this phone up that that uh, we described, which is like an old style phone that like sits on a hook. Yeah. Um, or goes to pick it up and then it like magnetizes to her hand. And uh, she's like, this is weird. And then well, we cut to- mm, You skipped ahead because you missed the part where like Adam tries to call Zordon on that phone. Yeah. Well, yes, he does try to do that. Which, which what is Zordon's phone number? Right, what yeah, is that was his, my like, question. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's 1-800-4-Zordon. Yeah, of course. Um, no, but no, then, Mike, Mike, it's a 1-900 number. Come yeah. on. You're right, you're right. Right. So then we transition from that shot to Cat pouring tea for Rocky and saying, this is all topsy-turvy, and I don't know what the that's well, no. supposed to be. You didn't watch close enough because she is not pouring tea for Rocky. The tea is going up from the cup into the teapot. Oh, right. Okay, and also gotcha. it's shot from like below to try and like right. add to that whole sense that oh things are things aren't working normally. Because again, they're just in the black lodge. <laughs> right. Yes. No, that's definitely the yeah, vibe see, they're going for. So Sprocket was like, well, we'll I'll put them in a cheesy movie um and like monitor their mind. It'll be this experiment. Yes, yeah. So then they are told Rangers two and five report to set. Um, so, so okay. This is the first time that referring to the Rangers by numbers has worked in any sense for me whatsoever. <laughs> okay, fair enough. Um, here's what I'll say. This is episode two in a row of Tommy being a horrific leader. Uh, last last week it was. Cogs showing up in the middle of a bunch of children and him going like, mm, let's see where this goes. <laughs> and, and this week, it's him going, oh, well, clearly we should just do what he says because, I mean, well, what else are we going to do? So right. let's just do exactly what the evil man who has his trapped says. And uh, you guys don't come with us. Uh, stay here and we'll just go, me and Tanya. I mean, yeah. I, on some level, I actually like – Setting aside all of the other terrible decisions Tommy's been making lately, I buy the logic of, okay, we're in some sort of weird hell dimension that Sprocket made. Let's just play along for now until Billy figures something out. Like, I buy the logic of that. Yeah. Yeah, I guess so. Um, They go through this door, which is like a purple... When you open it, it's like a purple portal. The shot is pretty well done. You can see yeah. a little bit of an outline on them, but it looks okay. Uh... They go through it, and then they're in this weird... I, speaking oh of the facts, like, when they actually walk into that thing, there, there's this effect of them, like, getting z- zipped down, where, like, they, like, blur, kind of. And, like, I thought yeah. that part was really well done. Yeah, it's pretty well done. Uh, I would describe this set to you, but I can't. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, like a mishmash of, like, metal beams, and there's, like, a TV in the corner with just an eye... There's, there is... I, I, I think it's supposed to be like a disaster area, like there's been a monster attack, but also there's just television monitors with eyes in them. I think, so, 
so it's pretty safe to assume that the original like theme of this movie was you know sort of a meta text on it being a movie uh but also like there's just this weird theme seeping through of just eyes everywhere and always yeah. being watched and it's, it's like i made this yeah god yeah yeah, this fight scene that's about to happen especially the monster that they're about to fight does feel very much like a silver pines uh encounter it's very much something i would put in one of our rpgs yeah hey luke did you did you make a monster that's like a horse with a faucet for a mouth i definitely would do that there's also a dead tree with Christmas lights on it. It, it. This reminds me of like a Billy Idol music video from like 1987 where you're like, uh-huh. what is the like, what is the theme of this music video? Like, I would say I this is more a Billy Idol video from the early 90s when he tried to do cyberpunk. Yeah, sure. Or guys, <laughs> guys, I was yeah. letting this play a little bit while you were talking and I'm going to be honest with you guys. I don't pay super close attention to these episodes when I watch them. No, why would I'm you? Usually, like playing a game or something, kind of just keeping an eye on it. Uh-huh. I absolutely missed how this fucking faucet horse attacks. Oh, it's oh, the, you fucked up because you saw the most hor- You missed the most horrifying thing the yeah, show's no, ever don't done. Worry. It is paused <laughs> on my on my screen right now, and I can't stop looking at it. And I really wish I could. Yeah. So let's describe this monster because it's. I hate it. I hate this monster. In a way, and I don't think I've ever Zach, despised something the Zach, show has done. I feel like this kind of actually looks like something you'd encounter in a Persona game. It does. It does yeah. look like a Persona monster. You're totally right. Because it's fucked up in the same way that a Persona <laughs> monster is. Well, it's got these elements of like a, a human-ass costume, but like then... It's wearing a raincoat, basically. So it's, and it like is a, a... And a construction hat, like... Yes, it's wearing a raincoat and a construction hat. It has like a blue cape, and then its head is a water faucet, basically. Yes, uh, and then its neck eyes. is a, a mess of like copper wire. Yes, and it it looks kind of like a horse, basically, and it has horse teeth. Uh, my wife Adrian is screaming from the other yeah, room. No, yeah, that is part of the horror of it. Yes, yeah, it has horse teeth. It kind of has, like, a Mr. Ed-type voice. It also, when it's introduced, it's holding a rose between its horse. I hate it so So, much as I'm describing it. When it arrives, what it does is it takes that rose out of its mouth, throws it at the rangers, and it explodes. Yes, yeah. Yeah, and he says, for the lady. And uh, looking at this monster, I think the horse half of it, like isn't actually all that much reflected in the costume. That might be an addition of, of yes, like, that, the that dub may for be Power Rangers. But it doesn't help. Yeah. Um, it does not help at all. The way it attacks will haunt me yeah, for, no, it's, in my dreams. Uh, because So let's try and describe it. So it takes off its how, helmet. Oh, Michael! Okay, <laughs> you can't okay, do okay, that. okay, Zachary, g- give me like, a second. It takes okay. off its helmet, and there's, like, a spigot on its head. No, no, yeah, before turns, that, it, before it turns, that, Mike, because you're missing the part where it, like, puts its hands in front of its mouth, <laughs> it, like, then pulls its hands away, and its mouth, like, shrinks for a second. It contracts and then shoots forward, like, some sort of, like, spring-activated thing, and we yeah. cut to a scene of the Power Rangers with a cartoon version of its mouth stretching towards them with the teeth extending. 
I yeah, it, it nibbles them and they get electrocuted and yeah, I I sorry, I I I was mistaken about the order of events. But then it, it takes so off its helmet, much. turns the spigot on its head, and it sprays water at them out of its mouth. That's also says, not great. He yeah. says, "Oh, sorry, I forgot. Flowers need water." And this is a follow-up to his fucking rose attack. Yeah, and he yeah. vomits all over them, but it's water, so it's fine, I guess. I don't The special effect of like the water hitting the rangers a lot is just They've got the Rangers. They've got, they've got Tommy and Tanya on wires, doing repeated backflips as water splashes on them, like they're being knocked around. It's oh. Uh. So the shots of the thing actually firing, it's very clearly like a prop they set up with the hose running through it, and it's like vibrating weirdly because like the footage is slightly sped up. Yeah, is I this don't an like SCP? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. What was the question? I said, is this an SCP? Five people in the audience laughed. It's fine. Uh, okay. So here's the thing. I hate it. Let's move on. <laughs> okay. Uh, so we cut back to the the power chamber. I hate that we can't call it the command center. You can uh, call it whatever the fuck you want. I mean, it's part okay, of the command center. You can call it the command center. We cut back to the command center. Uh, and Billy finally gets through and gets a hold of the rangers in, in the the fucking peewee's playhouse yeah he room. hacked the signal yeah yeah he, re- he reversed the polarity and he got through uh and like I, I he just gets like a hold it, of the rangers I just, sorry i just like that he says i hope this uh hopefully this will work and then it pans over to, to alpha and he goes it seems to have worked <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> that's a good dialogue as, as yeah. everything billy does uh, so he gets a hold of the Rangers, and, like, and they're like, oh, shit, Billy, thank God you got a hold of us. What should we do? And they explain the situation to him, and he says, well, how about you do the opposite of Tommy's idea? <laughs> yes, yeah. Well, he says, Zordon, what you what you said earlier, that movies like this don't have a happy endings. If uh, What if we make that have a happy ending? And then Zordon says, yes, maybe that would allow the, power in- the Rangers to recover their powers. Sorry, what the fuck? What? What? Yeah, why? What just happened? Why is that? <laughs> How well, comes a, that though? A, did they lose their powers? Because I missed that. If that happened, and then B, why that yeah, no, thing? They specifically that you said. still have their powers. They were using them to try to escape the thing. It's just that the force field—you can't punch through a force field. It's very confusing. I thought I had missed a bunch, and now that we're rewatching it to talk yep. about it, no, nope. yeah. I didn't. So I, <laughs> I had I was hoping we were going to get like a montage of the Rangers having to go to different sets, and maybe that's what happens in the original movie. But what happens here is they're just like, okay, let's go into the thing that Tommy and Tanya are in. I'm not and- like convinced that the original movie is about a movie. It is. Uh, it? It's okay. the same plot, basically. Um, oh, okay. Yeah, it, it's it's that the the Prince Sprocket equivalent. Uh, wants to steal humans to make a movie showing humanity the errors of their ways. Oh, <laughs> okay. So I'm still trying to figure out how, what that has to do with the the spigot monster. But well, you we're, know. we're we're about to see what the humans were doing in at least one of the scenes. But first, uh, so Adam, Rocky, and Cat show up where Tommy and Tanya are. And Tommy and Tanya are just watching the TV oh, now. They never quick. fought the horse monster. The horse monster's gone. He's yeah. It just leaves real quick. I like the shot where they show the they like go sideways. So they're showing the door and it going to nothing, and then they walk through it and it's a, disappear. It's a really simple effect, but it, I think simple effects are where this show really you know 
yeah, works. It's neat. It looks cool. Um, so yeah. And then, uh, they, they come through and says, guys, we talked to Billy and he figured out. And then Tommy goes, yeah, I know. How? <laughs> Tommy. Tommy, how? <laughs> um, I mean, they're watching a TV. Maybe Billy got a hold of them in there. I don't know. Sure. Yeah. Uh, so on this TV, there's a bus. Uh, the bus has people in it. And it's being shot at. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they're like, we have to save the people out of this bus. Yeah, the bus I apparently really it's out of control. It can't stop. I don't know if it's a speed situation or what, but we see it like burst <laughs> yeah. through a barricade and um, disrupt a bunch this... of chickens right next to some sort of hole in the ground. The... Okay, the bus is introduced. We see that it's running or it's driving away from explosions. It rustles some chickens who fall down a hole and then the chickens fall onto the Power Rangers through that hole. I very much enjoy the the scene of just somebody throwing chickens at a bunch of guys in um, superhero outfits. Power Rangers costumes. That whole thing happens in 10 seconds. It was maybe the most confused 10 seconds I've ever had in my whole life. I was so lost. I wasn't paying super close attention, so I started paying attention again when I heard the dialogue. The chickens must be coming through a passageway from the movie world and was like, hold on, what have I just missed? (laughs) Yeah, it's so confusing. And, like, I guess that's another scene that they can get to. Through. I don't understand how any of this is happening. It's so confusing. It's. Uh, I wouldn't have a problem with the fact that it doesn't really make a lot of sense how this stuff works. Like, I'd be willing to roll with it if not for the fact that the Rangers seem to understand how it all works. Hey, Luke, is this also what Twin Peaks is about? I mean, (laughs) there is like a weird pole in Twin Peaks. (laughs) A weird what? Like a weird pole. A weird pole? Like a a faucet? (laughs) Not a faucet. I don't think there's a faucet. Uh, Okay. Hold on. How are you getting from pole to faucet? I just didn't know what he was talking about. Listen, I kind of blanked out for a few seconds. (laughs) Someone texted me. What so, you so there's the some, like, fact, chickens near a pole or something. So there the was, fact that the, the fact that Zach asked you like, "Hey, is this what Twin Peaks is about?" and your answer was not an immediate no <laughs> is something. I mean, I, 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 it's I, really it, hard it, to summarize in like one concept what Twin Peaks is like. Listen, this <laughs> tree with Christmas lights and like broken TVs in it that that doesn't not look like Twin Peaks. <laughs> And chickens on it for some reason, <laughs> <Yeah>. also. <laughs> yeah. So speaking of the chickens, the, the chickens is not so much, but like everything until now, yeah, it's it's not not Twin Peaks. <laughs> so the the Rangers find a chimney on the ground, I guess, and the chickens are well, coming yeah, out. They're no, like, okay, it's so fucking that's Yoshi's Island. They find a pipe, and that's where all the the shy guys are coming out, and they can go inside it and go the where the shy Rangers- guys are from. And when I'm they so- jump through, they're suddenly all on horseback. Hold on. Okay, wait, stop. Too many things are happening. Stop. You said the sentence. The rangers find a chimney on the ground and chickens are coming out of it. Can we just, like, can we frame that sentence and put it on a wall? No, but I don't you- like thinking about it too hard. It makes my brain feel funny. This is why this episode's taking so long, is this episode keeps throwing a new concept at us, like, every <laughs> half a second. Yeah. It, it's, 
Then they, yes, and then they jump through it and they're on horses now. And I don't know where the horses came from. I don't know. They're they're part of this scene. Like they just, they. Right. Imagine they picked up a reel of film and hopped into a location on that film. They're going to pop into whatever scene's going on as part of it. Okay. So let me try to summarize what happens over the next half a minute here. Okay. The rangers on horseback chase down the speeding bus. They jump in through the windows of the bus to try to save the people on the bus. They run toward the front of the bus like to try to get the driver to stop. It turns out the driver is a monster with a camera for a head. They is flip it? out. Stuff yes. Stuff starts catching fire including the steering wheel of the bus. Everything's starting to explode. <laughs> they grab the the passengers from the bus which I guess are just dummies now. Jump out the windows of the bus. The bus starts exploding even more and goes off a cliff. And the rangers just like, man, we're sure so good that we saved these movie people. Well, then all the Jap- then all the Japanese people turn into Americans, and then all the Americans vanish. <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, that is a thing. Because the because it's it's Sentai footage. They dressed the. The American extras in the same clothing, but didn't bother to find anyone who was Asian. Yeah, they made and, sure that they all had black hair, but other than that... Uh, right, and then they, uh, they ask them like, if they're okay. The, I, I have to assume that like in the Sentai, they weren't illusions, they were actual people that needed to be saved. Right, yeah, mm-hmm. they, were, yeah by res- they probably rescued them from the scene and then were ejected from the movie. Right, so they basically say like, well, their assumption is that what has happened is they changed the ending of the movie, so then the people just vanish, and now they have a happy ending, so they win? I don't know. But where are they physically <laughs> right now? Because the peop- the fake people disappear, but the rangers didn't disappear. They're just still in the desert. They're in they're in a TV. They're like in the shadow world in Persona Four right now. Like yeah. that's that's where they are. I don't right. know how they're gonna get out. But well, I mean, I think probably they're gonna get led to a weird panel on the wall that they get sucked through, and then their body will get like extruded through a power outlet and like take over the doppelganger body that's in the real world. I don't love that. That's what <laughs> happens in Twin Peaks. Yeah, no, that so, all sounds right. Okay. Okay, so <laughs> Prince Sprocket is not happy about the ending to his movie is changing. Is Twin Peaks Persona? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> Although there are shadow selves. Okay. Great. I feel like Persona takes a lot of inspiration from Twin Peaks. Yeah, I think that's And I say more that fair. having played slash seen neither one of those. Well, okay, no. Persona takes inspiration from JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Diamond is Unbreakable, which takes a lot of inspiration from Twin Peaks. Okay, fair enough. Um, anime um, is, uh, uh, oh my bullshit. god, what's, no, I was gonna say that, uh, David Lynch was anime, but anyway, let's move on. <laughs> so, um, I mean, if see Eraserhead, kinda, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so we, fucking what happens, okay, Sprocket isn't happy about the ending of his movie changing, Clank walks up with some storyboards, uh, that show monsters killing the rangers real good. And he's like, I think you like these rewrites, sire. And he's like, okay, cool, let's do it. <laughs> I and do so- enjoy I do enjoy that he has actually done some pretty decent sketches here for his storyboard. I love the idea that yeah. basically what he's saying is, would you rather they died, though? 
And Sprocket is like, yes, yes, I would. Like, there's, a shot, <laughs> there's a shot of the Red Ranger on the like, laying down on the ground with a huge like fucking gun on his back. Yeah. yeah. So this is where all of a sudden a bunch of monsters show up. There's a weird telephone man. Uh, Fawcett horse comes back. There's a pumpkin monster now. Well, the pumpkin monster is one of the costumes they stole. Right. Um, yeah, I like this. I like this transition because he pulls up. He holds up a uh, a clapper board and like snaps it, and that's our transition. Like, all right, we're cutting to the scene yeah. now. There's one monster. There's a fourth monster that we literally see only in one shot, and I don't see it enough to understand even what it is. Really? Yeah. And then they just merge into an eyeball train monster. Yeah, all four of the monsters. Sh- well, all four of the monsters shoot the rangers. Clank and Sprocket are like, we're the best. They're dead as hell. And then for some reason, yeah, they all turn into a big eyeball train monster, which I don't understand. And then they grow it. And then I guess that was the main monster the whole time in the source material. They stole other costumes that just never show up again. Yes. Yeah. It's it's very confusing. And then we have a Megazord fight, which I thought would be a blessed reprieve from the insanity. Oh, no. But not- but you fool. Really. You <laughs> utter fool. Because, <laughs> yeah, the, so they summon the Megazord, and the monster is a train body, but it has legs. Yeah, but they, sometimes they, it doesn't yeah, have legs. Yeah, so the Megazord <laughs> shows up, and initially it walks up to it, and they're just punching each other. Then... Tommy says, okay, let's finish him. And we cut to, and it feels like all of a sudden we're in goddamn, uh, oh, what, what is the movie? Uh, that chosen one. Yeah. I'm coming. Oh, Kung Pao. Yeah. That scene. Cause all of a sudden we cut to the monsters super far away from them and like in like a train form and like barreling towards them. And shooting them a bunch, and then it drifts away, because trains do that. And then it's on a train track, and I don't know how that happened. And our heroes, our heroes take out a train by destroying the bridge. Which had had legs before, and now it doesn't, and I don't... Well, the legs transformed into the pistons running the wheels. Like, it's it's in an alternate mode, if you look at it. Okay, got it. Yeah, got it's like it, Vector Man it. in the bonus level. Yeah, um, just like that. But Thank yeah, you. And yeah, yeah. Anyway, all of a sudden, even though it wasn't on tracks when it attacked the Power Ranger, now it's going down a track with a, like a bridge, and the the Megazord walks up and destroys the bridge, and the thing can't stop, so it just careens off the the edge and blows up. Yeah, it just takes this, out the bridge to destroy the train like it's a fucking Superman villain. Yeah. This is the episode where if you weren't watching this and you listened to us describe it, I'm pretty sure you're going to think that we're all like Robitussin and tripping. Because <laughs> I'm listening to us say it and it's happening on the screen and I still don't believe it. <laughs> This so, like this yeah. show's been a lot better about at least making internal sense for a while now. <laughs> the, like uh, yeah. This is making me remember that episode with the gnome where we were just like I don't even oh, know how to describe man. this. Like yeah. So that that's good. This is Knowing- yeah, this is the most just. And listen, we're we're fresh we're fresh off the heels of 
of like the end of Alien Rangers and all the shit with Tanya and the timeline and God knows what's going on there. This is the most baffling and hard to follow the show's been in a long time, y'all. Right. So <laughs> when you told me that this was based off of a full length movie that got caught up for this, it it didn't make what happened on screen make more sense, but it made the fact that everything's cut the way it does make a lot more sense in the fact yeah. that, yeah. okay, I get it. There's a lot more happening that they just aren't showing us, at least. Yeah, I don't know what happened in the show, but I know how the show happened. Hey, remember a thousand years ago when they were in, like, full-blown warfare with an army of cogs? Yeah, yeah, I don't, that's, it's definitely that weird that That could have been a separate it, episode. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely weird that it only took, like, Oh, you're talking about literally early in this episode. Yeah, you're yeah. right. Sorry. I was going to say... I, go I have to assume. I have to assume that there was a lot more footage involving, like, Japanese extras and the civilians being saved that they just couldn't cut around. Right. Luke, that was only eight minutes ago in this no, episode. No, that was 15,000 <laughs> lifetimes. Mike, that's fair, but that still does not account for the whole thing with the Megazord fight. Like, I get they were short on time, but the fact that they just showed, like, greatest hits of this battle with no attempts to establish continuity between shots. It's it's really weird. They def- they cut around a lot. I don't understand why when they stretch some stuff out so much, they chose... I guess Zio has only had one two-parter and it was the opening. Maybe the... They decided, well, no, I just looked at the episode list. There's a three-parter coming up. I don't know why they did it this way. It seems yeah. really bizarre. <laughs> they could have stretched it out a little bit and made it make more sense and made better use of, like, footage that's pretty cool. I don't know why they just didn't feel like that was worth it. Um, so, yeah, uh, at this point, we cut back to the to the set. Which I, again, I don't know how they got out of the TV world. Well, before other than before the we go back to the set, we actually go back to uh, the moon base. All right, and sorry. it's King Mondo and Queen Machina. Queen Machina going, ah, oh, too bad. Sprocket's plan failed, but King Mondo's like, huh, maybe he got his movie making bug out of his system, you know. And he actually says like, there's a dark side, dear. Maybe he's done making movies because you get it because they're evil, so they're not going to say bright side. Right. Uh, yeah. It's the same uh, thing. It's the same thing. Rita and Zed always did too. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's just um, that's just how evil people be. You know how e- you know how evil is. Wait, what if they mean what if they mean it literally? What if he actually has some sort of a software virus that makes him want to make movies? Oh no. <laughs> so at this point we um we cut to the the set. Tanya and Kat are like, "Good luck Rocky cuz he's again he's going to be the uh the sidekick. Also, a bunch of people are walking past in wetsuits with surfboards just to keep you updated on things that are in this film that they're yeah <laughs> yeah. But so the um, director walks up to Rocky's like, "Oh, don't worry, you don't have to do the final like action scene. We got a stand-in for you." And he's like, "Stand-in," and cut to cut to Skull in doing a the cartwheel. Si- <laughs> yeah, doing a giant cartwheel in the sidekick costume. Gets sprayed with what I think is like soap. Yeah, some it's kind just of blue, a blue liquid. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, man, I I love Hollywood, and and then like Rocky, Tanya, Cat, and Bulk. Yeah, Bulk walks up to like laugh along with them. Yeah, which is kind of a nice change of pace. Rocky clapping and laughing 
literally looks <laughs> like it was pulled out of the Too Many Cooks YouTube video. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's so crazy over the top like soap opera laughter and it's just it really stood out to me for whatever you know reason. there's probably enough current and former power rangers actors who aren't really doing anything you could probably actually make an eight minute too many zords video <laughs> yeah, yeah you definitely could because you have all the different settings for the different power rangers shows yep 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 so yep. so i i just love that this just further shows that the literally the only criteria for who's playing this part in this film is fits the costume because they're going to have yeah. footage with like three or possibly more I guess we don't know different actors yeah 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 it's it's very silly uh but yeah this episode is not good but it was fun to watch because it it's is fun to talk com- about cuz completely baffling yeah it's it's a confusing mess. It's it's a cacophony of just like yeah, insanity. Like no, n- no scene connects to any other scene. Right? Yeah. No. Exactly. It's there is no sense of continuity at any point in this episode. Like frequently yeah. because of the conceit of the thing, you don't even understand how the Rangers got from one scene to the next, or yeah. how they know what to do next for that matter. Right? There's no sense of causality. Nothing flows logically from anything else. The 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 p- part that exemplifies it most to me is uh, Adam trying to tell Tommy that they've figured out what to do, and Tommy being like, "I don't care. No one cares <laughs> about the plot. Like, shut up. We're just going to do it now." Look at this bus on this TV and the yeah. chickens. <laughs> I feel like I feel like what that is, Zach, is they're like, okay, we have a plan. And Tommy's like, okay, we're way past that by this point. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The, the, yeah, we don't have time for plans. We have to we have to save a bus. Like, so much has happened in the two seconds since you made this plan, buddy. Yeah. It's I, I know I know Zach said it already, but like I have to imagine someone who doesn't watch along and normally that's the smart thing to do, but you have to, how could, like, even with us trying to describe it in a, in a lot of detail, actually, I don't know how you could possibly, like, piece together what we're describing if you haven't seen it. We couldn't even yeah. piece together our description of it. No, I don't know what happened, and I watched it, so, yeah. <laughs> I've um, watched it twice, I don't know what's going on. Yeah, but it's it's fun to watch. It's just completely fucking confusing. So, yeah. Um now, guess what? G- big news everybody. Everyone's favorite character, Sestro, the blue alien ranger will be back next week. Who's excited? I am actually. <laughs> like unironically. Zach, who the hell is Sestro? He's the blue alien ranger, Lexi. You did a whole show about the Alien Rangers. <laughs> yeah, you I, if, you said, if you said Blue Alien Rangers back, I'd be fine. But you said Sestro, and I'm like, I don't, I don't understand. <laughs> it's the one whose name I remember. I, I knew all of them at one point, but yeah, I forgot them all. <laughs> but yeah, so like, I I think that's cool. I'm, I'm in in terms you of like them. You think that's cool? Well, I like that they're they're continuing to actually have some continuity, but. We'll see how it goes. I um, so the I think the part that we need to point out is Sestra's coming because Billy is graduating high school. 
Well, yeah, because well, yeah. Billy is 30. Again, see, I'm see, telling that's, you. It's why it's important to at least remember Sestro, even if you don't remember any of the other Alien Rangers, because he's Billy's boyfriend. Mm-hmm. Yes, accurate. 100% correct. Uh, but yeah, so uh, come back for that one. Um, until then, you should go to audioentropy.com. Wait, are we not doing questions? We're not going to do questions because we're kind of saving them up. We're going to – so oh, that's a, a good a good point, Luke. Uh, if you have questions, send them to us at teenswithtude on Twitter, teenswithtude at gmail.com, or teenagerswithattitude is the Facebook group. Um, and even we, if you've already sent us a question and we haven't answered it yet, send it to us again. Yeah. you gotta, uh, so, got to keep pestering us. We're going to do a whole lot of questions. Uh, it's a standalone episode. We're going to do questions in the teenies and tooties. In its own thing to wrap right, up the year. It's teenies and tooties. Right. So that's the deal is we, we realized that the that fitting the teenies and tooties into an episode was going to be tough given that, that the shit keeps stretching. Um, so we're going to also take questions and do that as a standalone or, yeah, episode. We're going to call them the withies. Let's not forget that. Uh, yeah. The withies. Yes. Yes. The teenies, the tooties, and the withies. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I send appreciate us your questions. that you didn't even put them in the uh, the right order. Why would I? Why would I bother? Uh, but yeah, go ahead and and um, send us questions, and we'll answer them. Uh, like always, they don't they don't have to be about Power Rangers. They can be about anything. Um, and we'll we'll do our best to get to as many of them as we can. Uh, and yeah, check out audioentropy.com where you can find lots of other cool podcasts. Uh, some that Luke are on, some that Mike yeah. Mike Mike is on my eh, not so much anymore honestly this is kind of my only thing right now <laughs> fair enough that's true uh and yeah but just go go check out other stuff does anybody have anything they want to plug this week yeah uh i'm Luke, gonna really? do the thing i nothing I, mean, I could but you you covered it yeah put, i'm gonna do oh. the thing i always do i'm gonna plug my twitter uh at mike loves rabbit yeah i'm, I'm at ssj speed racer you know yeah i don't know there's yeah. there's a let's place there's this to totally reprise. Just listen. Just go to listen. the website. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, we website. have a website so that people have access to all our stuff. That's literally why I created it. Fair enough. Well, we'll plug. Uh, yeah. We'll plug the the panel, the the Let's Plays panel, when it gets a little bit closer again. But yeah, uh, and I do want to say again, yeah, January twentieth, uh, Sunday at two thirty p.m. But yeah, yeah, yeah that, January twentieth. Uh, I do want to say um, while Luke's here because. Uh, MCU Complete Me is still really good. Oh, yeah. That, I we still do really that look one forward too. to that. Yeah. Thank you. Uh, oh, I guess we're going to be trying to... Well, we'll talk about that later uh, when, when it comes together. But yeah, so that's going to be it for I'm us. I'm scared because uh, I don't actually know what he's referring to. He's talking about our Christmas plans. Oh. Yeah, the Christmas stuff that we always do. The, expect something like that that we've done the last couple of years. Now, Luke, you don't have to say what it is, but have you settled on a movie? Yeah. Yeah, right. I have. All right. <laughs> That was both exciting and really scary. At the same I mean, you know time. what it is, Zach. Yeah, we, know. Yeah, Zach, you were in that conversation. I watched. By the way, I guess I will just say this: um, we, uh, Eric, our editor, had suggested that we watch Warriors of Virtue, which nobody had seen, but we all, well, a lot of us, vaguely remembered the trailers for, and it was kind of Power Rangers adjacent and of that time period. I watched it. Don't do that. Don't watch <laughs> Warriors of Virtue. If you right. have the choice to not do that. Wasn't gonna. Don't think anyone was. <laughs> I just, in case any single person who listens to this kind of thought about doing it, please do not. It is, 
It's the second most horrifying kangaroo humans I've ever seen right after well, Tank Girl, basically, is okay. how it works. Zach, I feel so. like it would have been way better if you didn't explain what the other was. <laughs> I mean, I, I knew what the other one was when he said that. Like, there's kind of no other option. What there be? I don't fucking know. <laughs> okay, fair enough. So, yeah, that's going to do it for us. Come back next week, and we'll we'll talk about Billy's boyfriend and, uh, and see how the, the fucking... How, I'm just... I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I'm excited. Everybody come back next week. We'll see you all next week. I'll see you all next week. Four Teenagers with Attitude. I've been Zach. I've been Luke. I've been Mike. I've been Lexi. And may the power protect you always. Also, Emily was here at one point. That's true, too. The end.